Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is Your Son Lives. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful for your goodness and your mercy and your love. We thank you that your word is a living thing. It's the lamp to our feet and the light to our path. We choose today to not only be a hearer of your word, but a doer of your word. We come hungry for what you have with praise and thanksgiving. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Well, folks, we can learn so many things from just one individual in the Bible. In this case, the prophet Elijah. He was truly an awesome man of God and did things in tough natural times. Let's start today talking about a couple of kings. Let's read 1 Kings chapter 16, starting in verse 25. Amri did evil in the eyes of the Lord and did worse than all who were before him. Verse 28, excuse me. So Amri rested with his fathers, was buried in Samaria. Then Ahab his son reigned in his place. Verse 30. Now Ahab, the son of Amri, did evil in the sight of the Lord. Think about that. The dad did evil, and then the son did evil. Let's read that again. Verse 30. Now Ahab, the son of Amri, did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. So, folks, Ahab's dad, Amri, was number one on God's worst ever list. And then Ahab, his son, took over the number one ranking for evil. Verse 31. Verse 31 says that Ahab took his, uh, as a wife, Jezebel, and he went and served Baal and worshipped him. Verse 33 says that Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. So friends, I wanted to give us a perspective on God's prophet Elijah, who was living in the days of a very evil king and maybe an even worse wife, Jezebel. 1 Kings 17, verse 1, Elijah proclaims a drought. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Folks, the first thing I think about Elijah was that they must have made fun of him with that name. Elijah the Tishbite. That's just my opinion. <laughs> but now back to Scripture. Imagine telling the evil king and the wicked wife, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord, in verse 2, came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook of Shareth, which flows into the Jordan. So, friends, God knew the wickedness of King Ahab and Jezebel and got Elijah out of there for a while. One lesson from Elijah is that God will take care of you if you obey him and listen to his direction. Verse 4, And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. 
Verse 5, So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook of Sherith, which flows into the Jordan. Folks, this seems pretty simple, but Elijah obeyed God. Sometimes we forget the basics. Verse 6, The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Friends, God is so good, he had ravens that mostly eat meat bring bread and meat to feed Elijah. Verse 7, And it happened after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. Folks, another lesson from Elijah is that sometimes God will modify the plan. He took care of Elijah at the brook of Sherith, but then he moved him to a new location. Verse 8, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a window, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. Verse 11, And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Verse 12, So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks, that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. So friends, God sent Elijah to a broke, dying widow and son for help. God will do unusual things that don't make any sense to the natural mind. Would most of us in Elijah's shoes have said to God, I won't take this widow and her son's last meal. We have to choose to obey God no matter what it looks like in the natural realm. Verse 13, And Elijah said to her, Do not fear, go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first, and bring it to me, and afterward make some for yourself and your son. Folks, can you imagine our mostly ungodly news media hearing about this story? It would be 24-7. They'd say, Supposed man of God takes widow lady and son's last meal. They'd say, you see, Christians are evil, etc., etc. Verse 14, For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Friends, God had a plan. He always has a plan. He wanted the widow to sow a seed, a big seed, almost all that she had. Verse 15, so she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. Pause. She obeyed. She trusted God. Continuing verse 15, and she and he and her household ate for many days. Verse 16, and the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Verse 17, Now it happened after these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick, and his sickness was so serious or severe 
that there was no breath left in him, so he died. Verse 18, so she said to Elijah, What have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? Can you imagine how you would feel if you were Elijah? God, you first had me come here and take their last bite of food, and now the boy dies. But no, no, no. How did Elijah respond? Verse 19, And he said to her, Give me your son. So he took him out of her arms and carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, Pause. Friends, when is the last time you really cried out to God in faith for a miracle? Continuing verse 20, And said, O Lord my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow with whom I lodge by killing her son? Verse 21, And he stretched himself out on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Verse 22, Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. Folks, it's never over till God says it's over. The widow was reaping off the seed she sowed in feeding the prophet of God. Verse 23, And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. Let me say that again. Elijah said, See, your son lives. Verse 24, Then the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. Friends, isn't this funny? You'd think that she would have known he was a man of God after the bin of flour and the jar of oil didn't go empty. Don't you think sometimes God must think, Oh my, these people I've created are really slow sometimes. (laughs) Well, praise God that his mercies are new every day and he is a loving God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your Bible, the word of God. It's a living thing. And we thank you for the example of Elijah, just being faithful to you and listening to you. And Father, we're so thankful you're a good God. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we sure love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.